Whatever it is that I dealt with, whatever it is that I left back at home, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And because of that, she paid attention to, to the things that Naomi had to teach her. She had to have been teaching her something for her to understand mm -hmm. the principle of our do. Whatever is pertaining to you becomes my responsibility. And whatever is pertaining to me becomes your responsibility. And that's the thing that we have to learn how to do. And yes, you know, this is pre-Mother's Day. And we have, you know, issues and things that we talk about with our mothers. And sometimes because of, you know, some of us might have been stuck in the old life not understanding you know what I'm saying? Because we, we've been attached to curses. We've been attached to different things that have happened to us in the past. And sometimes God will bring other people into our life that will be able to surrogate us and be able to nurture us and to, to bring us up in Him. And so we have to be careful that we pay attention to what God is pouring into us as He connects us to other people. And not be so fast to pull away, even if you feel like, well... Everything I came here for is really not here no more. Mm -hmm. So maybe I really should go back. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that is interesting is that when you look at Orpah's name, it means to turn to the back of your neck. Oh, so in God. other words, her name was, I'm leaving you behind. Mm -hmm. oh, in God. essence, her name was, I'm not going to stay here. And that's the one thing that we have to learn how to do as women is persevere. Come on, my God. No matter where you come from, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've experienced, no matter who walked out on you, no matter who left you, no matter who hurt your feelings, no matter who disappointed you, you got to make sure that you don't bring all that stuff that you came out of bondage with into all of the relationships that God gives you. Because we got to understand that we have a responsibility to each other. That everything pertaining to you is my responsibility. And everything pertaining to me is your responsibility. Amen? Amen. So these verses are loaded. And so much of this is transferred throughout scripture. Uh, uh, even as you know, you look through scripture, uh, Paul dealt with the same thing when he was dealing with Philemon. Okay, when you read up in the book of Philemon and he makes a plea for Onesimus, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's giving him the principle of Arabu. He says, Listen, I know that he was a slave, I know that he did you bad, I know that he ran away, I know that this is your property, but I want to pay his debt. I want, I want him, I want to get him off the hook. Jeez. And this is what we got to learn how to do for each other. Let's learn how to let each other off the hook. Come on. We got to learn how to We got to learn how to not always, well, I know this is what you did. I remember you said X, Y, and Z. We're always so quick to try to bring us all back into remembrance. Don't you come from nowhere. Come on. Aren't you under a curse? I know your people. You understand what I'm saying? And so we got to understand that it is our responsibility to walk in compassion and to walk in concern. Amen? For one another. All right. So I want to keep reading a couple of more verses. Okay. Let's skip over to the second chapter of Ruth. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and one of the things that we have to work on, 
you know, whether or not we're in church or whether, you know, it's on our jobs or whether it's with people that we come in contact with. However, you know, we are connected. We have to be able to work on the, the idea of being in covenant with each other and being committed to each other. If you can't work on that, then there's no way that you can be responsible for me and I'll be responsible for you. That's good. Because, because the thing about this that's going to keep me from being able to be responsible for you is that if I can't work on that commitment, if I can't give myself to that commitment, if I can't give myself to that being in covenant with you, then I'm not going to be able to look out for you and make sure that you have everything that you have need of. Doesn't the scripture say, am I my brother's keeper? Absolutely you are. Most certainly you are your brother's keeper. And so we have to be mindful of that, you know, and not be so quick, you know, to, to always be in competition with each other. Trying to do something. I'm trying to one-up you. I'm trying to, you know... Do something extra that you didn't get to do or make sure that, you know, nobody don't get to know that you paint beautiful pictures. I'm not going to let nobody know that person. That's not what we came here for. You understand what I'm saying? And so because we're responsible for each other, when I see that you have a giftedness in an area, it's my responsibility that if I have the power and my hands on the doorknob, open the door. Amen. Amen. That's what we're supposed to do for each other because we're in covenant with each other. Amen. Amen. Okay. So Ruth was more concerned about Naomi's state and status other than herself. She wasn't thinking about it. Now, notice that, you know, Naomi doesn't say to her right off the bat, well, you know what? I've got, you know, the law tells me about a kinsman, redeemer, or whatever. She doesn't just come straight off and tell her that. She says, listen, my husband is dead. Your husband is dead. Girl, go home. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, there's nothing else here for you. You know, go home, child. You know, and so now, I mean, Ruth realizes that this relationship is too precious for her to walk away from. She realizes that she's invested too much of her time, of her heart, of her emotions. Yeah, my husband is gone, but what about you? What about what we built? What about the time we spent together? What about the tears we cried? The shoulders we had for each other as we buried our husbands? You know, what about the things that we have in common? The things that we can, you know, encourage each other through because you understand where I'm coming from because you've been on the same street I'm on. So if anybody can understand me, oh my God, it's got to be you. So why would I go anywhere else? Because I know you got my best interest at heart. I know that you understand what I've been through. I know that you, you know what I'm saying, you you know my pain. I don't have to explain to you about my pain because you've been through my pain. So you know what it's like to cry yourself to sleep at night. You know what it's like, you know what I'm saying, to be in pain and not be able to articulate it. You know what it's like to feel lonely or to be in a room with a whole bunch of people and feel like you're there by yourself. I don't have to tell you about that because you already know that. And so, you know, this is why Ruth is saying, uh-uh, with all of this stuff that we got in common, there's just no way that I'm walking away from this. It's not about a man. It wasn't about having a child. It wasn't about any of that. It was about our relationship. How many times have we come into relationship with each other? And, you know, maybe we had an ulterior motive. 
You know what I mean? And, and didn't think about the fact was, I'm just your sister, and I just want to be there for you because I just love you. Come on. You know, and when I sat and thought about what my life might be like without you, I don't think I'm going to like that. Amen. I don't think that, I don't think I can go on if I think about what my life is like without my sister. Amen. Amen. That's good. And the thing about it is sometimes, you know, you got to go through the knockdown dragouts. You got to go through the suffering of the loss. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to go through the having attitudes with each other. Having misunderstanding. So can we persevere through those things long enough in order for us to see that there's some value here? That's good. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you are my responsibility. And I am your responsibility. And whatever it is that's going to make your life better, it's my responsibility to make sure that I do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So, when, when, you know, Ruth is looking at Naomi, you know, and, and I begin to look at things pertaining to mothers and daughters and that type of relationship and sisterhood and that relationship, you know, and looking at what Ruth was actually saying to Naomi when she said the words that she said. And what she did was not just, you know, maintain her covenant with Naomi. But what she was saying was, is that I honor you so much that I'm willing to bind myself to you like a servant mm -hmm. and not let you go. That whatever it is that you have need of, I'm going to be sure that you have it. My God. Can we do that in relationship? Come on. Jesus. That's hard for us. Uh. Can you imagine? And that means that, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to make sure that you okay, even if that means I got to go in my pocket to make sure that you okay, that's what I'm going to do. Come on. At my expense. Because I'm in covenant with you. And because you are my responsibility. Amen. And I am your responsibility. This is what she was saying. And these are the types of relationships that we have to learn how to foster. Amen. And because of our bondages that we brought with us from Moab, we don't know how to bring that together. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. So let's look at Ruth chapter 2. Amen. And I'm going to start at verse 1. Now, I need you to read this because I'm not trying to tell nobody they're going to get no husband. Everybody got husbands in here just about home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesus! <laughs> but listen to this word here. Ruth chapter 2, and I'm going to start at verse 1. And it says, Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech. Some people say Elimelech. Elimelech. Whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, <coughs> Let me, listen to this. Ruth said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, go my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And I need to stop right there because one of the things that the Lord began to show me in this verse of scripture was that when we are in relationship with each other and when we are in covenant with each other, when I care for you and you care for me and I understand what the promise is concerning our covenant, 
I understand, you know, that, that, you know, it's good and it's pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity, that this is the place of anointing. This is the place where God pours out his spirit. But I understand that. And I understand that, you know, um, that, you know, that even Solomon said, he said, two are better than one. You know, when I understand that a threefold cord is not easily broken, when I understand that, you know what I'm saying, it's better for me that we are together than we are separated. When I understand that, then that means that because I, I've got a picture of that, I'm willing to stand in the place and not let you bear shame. Now, I need you to understand because Naomi was a rich woman. And that's what we miss. Naomi was a rich woman. When you read in the first chapter, the first chapter of, of um, the book of Ruth here tells us that she was the wife of Elimelech. Elimelech was a judge in Israel, okay? And because he was a judge, that meant he had land. That meant he had a house. That meant that he had riches. But he left the land because there was a famine. But the problem was he wasn't supposed to leave the land because of the of the 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 law or the mindset of Aravut. He missed that principle, which meant that he was supposed to take his house and bring his brothers in. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to bring people in and do right by them, but he didn't do it. And so because of that, his family suffered. Because of that, while he was sojourning in the land, he died. And because of that, while they were sojourning in the land, his sons died. Because of that, his wife was left without a husband and his daughters-in-law were left without husbands. Because of that, Naomi was a poor woman who had land that she was not living on, a house that she wasn't occupying. Come on, yeah. Come on amen. Fields that she wasn't plowing. Come on, amen. Mm -hmm. And she's sojourning in a land, and now she has to shamefully go take herself to go beg somebody to let her, because there was a law that says that when you go and reap from the land, that you're supposed to leave the edges of the land so that those who have not, they don't have, that they can come and reap in your land. So Ruth understands this, that this woman has status. And because I'm responsible for you, I'm going to do whatever I can to cover your shame. And what she does is she says, let me go. I know it's the promises for you and you're supposed to be able to go and do this work. She said, but because I love you, I won't let you lift a finger. Because I love you, I'm not going to let the town see you begging for food. Because I love you, I'm going to be the one to go out there and do the work. I'm going to go out there early in the morning and I'm going to do what I need to do. And she probably had to make more than one trip going back and forth. But she said, because I love you and I'm responsible for you, because I vow to you that I'm for you and you're for me. Because we're in covenant, because I have compassion, because I love you, because I receive from you, I'm not willing to walk away from you. And so she says, I'm going to, she said, let me go and glean in that field. Amen. She said, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain. After him in whose sight I shall find favor. Now we know that, you know, Naomi explained after the fact that, okay, this is Boaz. He's our kinsman redeemer, blah, blah, blah. You know, this, we want you to go over here and lay down and we want you to show yourself to him or whatever. And what the Lord began to show me is that really what God was doing in her life, and we have to begin to see that. You know, sometimes we have one track mind. We, 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 we think God is doing one thing, he's doing something else. Right? So, 
if this was us and we're Ruth and we're, we, you know, we, we find out about this promise, oh my God, that means I get to get a husband. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I'm going to be married again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he got a responsibility to me. But you know, the Lord was letting me see through this that it wasn't about the marriage. It was about the blessing. Amen. It was about the blessing. It was about the restoration. It was about being able. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we understand, we look through the scripture, that that even Boaz practiced our root. Because he could have said, I'm not going to redeem you. He could have said, I'm not doing this. But he went to the elders and, and, and the people in the family who had a right to Ruth before him. Mm -hmm. And he said, you going to get her? You going to get her? You going to take her? And they all said, oh, man, we ain't doing that. Come on. So he told me, he said, look, take your shoe off right here in front of the elders. Mm -hmm. Do what you got to do because I'm finna go get mine. Ooh. And so, ah, you know, <laughs> and so looking at that, and I'm seeing this principle being repeated over and over and over again. If we could just get out of ourselves. If we could just forget about our pain for five minutes and look at the fact that somebody else might be in pain. If we could just pay attention to what, you know what I'm saying, is going on in the life of those that we call ourselves connected to and pay attention and see, wait a second, something's going on here. And I know that God put us here today for something. He brought us here so that we'll be able to understand that I'm responsible for you. Come on. You're responsible for me. I don't care if I live across town. I don't care if you live in another state. I don't care if you go back to the Virgin Islands. I'm responsible for you and you're responsible for me. And we are bound by that. So that if you're hurting, if you're hurting, now let me tell you, my best friend was in the hospital. Um, she went to the hospital yesterday. And she had a bad allergic reaction to something. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, God was just showing me how this thing works. And sometimes my gift is working. I don't know what's working. It's just working. And I'm, you know, I'm not paying attention. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday morning I got up. And the first thing I said to myself when I got up, my feet hadn't even touched the floor. I need to call Darnell. And it was about 745. It's about 7.45. Okay. She was on her way to the hospital at 7.45. I had absolutely no idea. Very seldom do I just get up and call her. You know, some days I'll get up and I'll wait. You know what I'm saying? You know, we'll talk maybe later on in the day or whatever. And, you know, I laid in the bed for a little while longer or whatever. And then I sat up again and said, let me call her. I need to call her. And when I called her and she answered the phone, I couldn't understand what she was saying barely because her mouth was so swollen because she had had a bad allergic reaction to something, whatever it was. And I said, where are you? She said, I'm in the emergency room. I said, oh my God. I said, that's why God put you on my heart like that first thing this morning as soon as I opened my eyes. I said, I need to call you. I'm responsible for you. Yes. And you're responsible for me. And we got to understand that when that is the case, that means that we're going to let God trouble our sleep. Take our free time. Come on. Come on. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to interrupt our schedules. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Because this life is not just about us. This is not just about me, mine, my, us four no more. 
This life is about us together, doing what God has called us to do together. Me making sure that you are able to fulfill your assignment if I have what you need in order for you to be able to fulfill it. Or if I see you hurting, if you if you crying, let me bring you tissue. Amen. Hallelujah. If if you're if you're hurting inside, that I'm there to console you. Amen. To be able to understand, to be able to be a listening ear. Sometimes we get so busy that we forget about those things because we spiritually girl will break that you break. You know, and we forget. Sometimes I don't need prayer. I mean, I need prayer. But sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I just need you. Could you just listen? Come on. Come on. Can I just put my head on your shoulder and just cry for me? Yes. Can I just really just just be seriously friend for two minutes and just really just tell you, you know, look, this is really what's on my mind. And can you love me when I get done? Amen. That's it. We have to, you know, our relationships take more work than what we think they take. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Amen. Sometimes you got to pray a little bit longer. You got to talk a little bit more. Amen. We don't feel like it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes we got to learn, amen, how to stand in for each other. Amen. And be able to, to take on. Can you take on my shame? Ooh, that's good, my God. Can, can I take on your shame? Can oh, I bear your approach? What if people are talking about you? And I know that child, that there's four people sitting in that room, and I know all four of them can't stand it. I do. I can do one or two things. I can leave you standing in the doorway and go sit down like, that's a problem, that ain't mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I can take you by the arm and say, come on here, girl, we're going in here. Come on, come on. Come on, because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You belong to God. Amen. Amen. You know how they used to say, God don't make no junk. Amen. Hallelujah. God don't make no junk. Amen. And we're going to walk in there together. We're going to hold our head up in Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to do like we said. Listen, whoever your enemy is, honey, they my enemies now. Whoever your friends are, they are my friends now. Why? Because we in this together. Because I'm responsible for you. And you are responsible for me. Amen? Amen. And so I begin to think about, you know, how looking at all that Naomi was bearing. All that she was suffering. You know, and, and you know, with all the things that's going on, she says a little bit here and there. You know, and she talks about how she was, excuse me, how she was bitter because of life. Hello. Mm-hmm. Amen. Bitterness will make us miss out on relationships. Bitterness will make us separate from those that we need to be with. Come on, amen. In her bitterness, she tried to send her away. You know what I'm saying? She wanted to send her daughters away because she felt like, I don't have anything else for you. I'm bitter. I left full. And now I'm empty. 
She said to the people when they seen her coming back to Judah, the place of praise, when she was coming back, they was like, oh, is that Naomi? She said, don't call me that no more. My name is not fullness anymore. My name is bitterness. I left here with everything, and I'm coming back with nothing. Have you ever felt like you was left with nothing? Have you ever felt like you lost everything? Have you ever felt like I don't have anything to be happy about? I don't have anything to smile about because I've lost everything. The one thing that I've always wanted, the one thing that I always needed, the one thing I was always banking on, I lost that and everything connected to it. And this is what Naomi was saying. I'm in this state. And you, you want to stay with me? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to stay with bitter folk. Teach us the possible. Because their outlook is mm-hmm. changed. That's right. Because they can look outside and see the field outside. Why is all that crabgrass out there? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ants everywhere, bugs. And you looking at the grass like, we just thank God for the sunshine. Yes. We thank God that the grass is green. We're going to get us a blanket while they sit down and hit it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And somebody that's bitter is like, I'll, look, you go down there with them bugs if you want to. I'm not going down there. You know what I'm saying? They can't see the joy in anything. Jesus. Come on, amen. Now imagine Ruth saying, I'm still going to stay with you. Can you imagine the kind of conversation? Now, this is only one conversation that's recorded between them. You know, it's a couple of conversations that's recorded that said, look, go home. <laughs> you need to go home. You don't need to stay here. Okay? And, um, okay, guess what? I got a redeemer. And I know that, you know, this is my husband's responsibility. His family, they're they, they going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in her heart. If she said she was bitter, think of everything that's connected to bitterness. Mm-hmm. Think of your mindset in bitterness. Think of what you lost that could have really made you bitter. Made you mad at God, didn't want to talk to God, didn't want to have a relationship with God, didn't want to, I ain't going to church no more. Why am I going to church for? Because everything I had, I lost it. Everything I loved that was dear to me, I lost it. It's always a struggle. It's always struggle. It's always hardship. Can I have something good happen? Come on, amen. Amen. And she was probably bitter with her husband because if he would have just stayed at home, amen, they could have worked it out because he was supposed to stay home. He was a judge. How you leave your post? How you leave your people you're responsible for to go find food, but you left everybody here. She knew it, but didn't say it. Then my mind started going and thinking about mothers. This is pre Mother's Day. So let me just hit this real quick. So I was looking at what mother's responsibilities are. And you know, and I started thinking, Lord, we carry so much. Lord, we got to do everything. Here we go. Looking at Naomi. Naomi had to pack up and go, knowing that they weren't supposed to go nowhere. Okay? Sometimes you gotta follow along and really you know this ain't the right thing to do. Come on, amen. 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 Hello. <laughs> Hello. You know, all the while still trying to keep the family together. Just what she did. And so, you know, you look at all of your responsibilities. 
You look at your responsibility, you know, to make sure that whatever needs to be taken care of in the house is taken care of. Whatever needs to be taken care of for the children is taken care of. Plus, you might pick up extra stuff. Now, here's the thing. You know, God puts this in us even before we become mothers. Right. You're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But once we are called mother, you know what I'm saying? And see, I like to do a lot of Hebrew studies and stuff. And so, you know, the word mother is the Hebrew word I'm, okay, which is two Hebrew words, uh, two Hebrew letters put together, all right? And one is um, Aleph, which is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet, which stands for an ox. It's an ox's head, okay? And the last letter is Mem, which stands for water. But when you put the two together, it changes the, 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 the meaning, and it means strong water or glue. Isn't that something? And so, how is it that this is what we do? Because it's in our name. Remember Orpa? She turned her back. It was her name. So, as mothers, even if you're not somebody's natural mother, you might just be mothering folks. You know what I'm saying? In whatever capacity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You might just be being that glue for them. That strength for them, even in their own weaknesses, even in their own trouble, even in their own situations. That's why, and I understand this, because listening to what, what you were talking about with the young lady, right. you know, losing her mother, I lost my mother when I was 13. And so, understanding that, that's why, you know, when you lose a parent, you know, you, you lose a parent and, you know, you, you go through changes, you don't understand stuff. But losing a mother is different from losing a father. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because when you lose mother, you lose that glue. Amen. You lose that strength. You lose that strong water that keeps the family together. That's why it's so hard. That's why sometimes, you know what I'm saying, you could be around other people. And you thinking that, you know, this is going to come together, this is going to be good, but you don't feel that good. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like that's connected. You don't feel that connectedness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because there's an anointing that comes with mother. Come on here. Come on. Oh, Amen. Oh my God. There's an anointing you, that comes with that. And so, even with that, we can take solace and understand that even if we lose parents, the Bible tells us that if our mother and our father forsake us, even if that forsaking is in death, then the Lord will take us up. Mm-hmm. He is a mother to the motherless. Mm-hmm. He is a father to the fatherless. Amen? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we may not understand why we have to bear all that we have to bear. But you got to understand that it is the Lord. It is the Lord that is giving you the grace to go through it, number one. And then number two, he's bringing you to the place where you will be able to help carry somebody else. We can't see 20 years down the line. You couldn't have told me 30 years ago, 40 years ago, not 40 years ago. Jesus, how old am I? Maybe about 32 years ago or so, somewhere in there. You couldn't have told me that. You know what I'm saying? That I would be here. Because when I was there, all I could see was my pain. All I could see was my bitterness. All I could see was my hurting. All I could see was 
the glue was gone. Yes. Come on, amen. Yes. And so this is why, not just in our sisterhoods, but even in our relationships with each other and in our relationships with our children as mothers, we have a responsibility to make sure you don't shirk your responsibility. Amen. This is why, you know, you see children that grow up and they're unstable because they were missing that glue. Come on. They were missing that glue. They were missing that strength. Amen? Because we had some moms who wanted to just be there. That's my girlfriend. That's my uncle. You like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? No. You can't do that. Amen? Hallelujah. And so these are things that we have to begin to deal with in us and make sure that we don't allow life to change our name, to change who we are and change who God has created us to be. Understand that everything that you are experiencing, everything that you will experience, God is ordering your steps. Amen? Mm -hmm. And even through him ordering your steps, there's a sister coming behind you. Wow. And you got to make sure that as you are going through what you're going through, that you remember the sister that's coming behind you. Don't forget that she's coming up behind you. Amen. Don't forget that. Amen. And, and let's pay attention to those, amen, who may be among us. You know, you know, somebody go to church and you see, you know, um, young people, they may be having problems with their, their parents that they're living with or whatever. It's easy for us to point out and say, oh, God, them kids bad. Jesus. You know, versus... <laughs> Let me find out what's going on. Come on. That's good. That's let, good. let me see what's going on with them. Let me find out why are they acting out. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because something is going on in their heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Something's going on in their mind. Now listen. I'm responsible for you. And you're responsible for me. Mm -hmm. And by me showing them that I'm responsible for them, I'm teaching them this principle. I'm teaching them that now, when you get yourself together, Mm -hmm. Didn't Jesus tell Peter when you are converted, yes, strengthen the brother. Why yes, strengthen the brother? Yes, Come on. Is. You see how God just repeats yes, stuff over yes, and yes. over and over again. And we don't even realize it. Did you say that already? Yes. I said it a different way, but yeah, I did say it. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Lord is trying to get us to. We can just get to that place mm -hmm. that we understand that you're not in this by yourself. You're not in your struggle by yourself. Thank you, God. You're not, oh, you're yeah. not in your trial by yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not in your problem by yourself. You might feel like it. Yes. But you're not in this by yourself. And guess what? When you get the victory, you're not going to shout by yourself. That's right. I'm not going to let you dance by yourself. Come on. You're not going to have to celebrate by yourself. That's right. a terrible celebration <laughs> to have to sit down and sing happy birthday to yourself oh or congratulations no. to yourself. There ain't nobody else there. Come on. We got to begin to act like we are really responsible for each other. Amen. Amen. We got to stop being selfish. Yes. Come on. Selfish. selfish. Come on. And we, we look out for ourselves and what's in it for me. What am I going to get out of it? And if I do that, how does it make me look? You know, we, we, we worry about self, too much self-preservation. We got to get like Ruth. You know what I'm saying? And understand whatever it is, I'm laying on the line. I'm, I'm going to be, this is, this, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I'm your sister. I'm your bond servant. I am stuck to you. You can't get rid of me. 
Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. She said, where you go, I'm going. Your God is my God. Your people are my people. Where you die, they're going to bury me there too. You might leave here before me, but guess what? They're going to leave space for me to be up in the You know that's right. Because even in death, that's serious. That even in death, I'm not going to let anything separate our covenant. I'm not going to let anything steal what God intended. And that's what we have to understand. That's what we have to be able to get from one another. So that when we come together, you know what I'm saying, in gatherings like this, that we make sure you're not leaving here the way you came. 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 I'm not going to do it, man. Because I'm responsible for you. And you're responsible for me. And even though you might not have known it before you got here, I knew it when I walked in the door. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just needed to just give you that little Then it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what happens to you. I don't care what land you die in. I'm going to find your grave because I'm coming there. Amen. To pay homage. Amen. And when it's my time, they're going to make room for me too. Come on here. That's good. Come on. That's love. Hallelujah. That's love. Yes. the scripture say, by this, for all men know, that you're my disciples mm -hmm. because of your love for one another. It ain't that deep. It's really not that deep. We look for like, ooh, give me revelation. And we missed it. It's just love. Mm -hmm. It's just love. <laughs> it's just love. It's just that simple. It's just love. But in order for us to love like that, we got to be healed. In order for us to love like that, we gotta, we need a good, let me snot and cry and get it out. Come on. Yes. Amen. And be in the, in the midst of safety so that I know that it's okay. That's right. You ain't gonna tell nobody you see my panties. <laughs> you ain't gonna tell nobody that my panties was all one up. You ain't gonna tell nobody that I had a, a hole in my dress. Amen. You're not gonna tell nobody, you know what I'm saying? My hair was a little bit nappy up underneath me. Come on, yeah. you ain't gonna, <laughs> I can just bear my soul. Yes. Jesus came here so that we could be healed. Yes. Just that's that, that's what we came here for. We don't need we don't need music for the healing. No. Come on. Amen. Amen. But we don't we don't even as a matter of fact. Nobody even got to prophesy for us to be healed. Come on, that's right. Can you imagine that? Nobody even got to prophesy for us to be healed. Jesus. All we need to do is love each other. That's it. Jesus. Because love covers. It covers. Covers everything. God's not concerned about how wonderful we sound. That's right. He don't care. You know how many services we have, and we did we lay them out in the floor. He don't care about that. Do you love? And how strong and how deep is your love? Is your love sometimes 
Mm-hmm. We can't have that sometimes, love. Mm-hmm. You know that church world, love. Yes. yes. Come on. I love you as long as you don't get on my nerves. Don't you step on my toes. Mm-hmm. Don't you aggravate me. I really don't wow. care about you, okay? Oh, my God. Ouch. <laughs> Come on. Yes. This is what this is what Ruth would say. I'm gonna put up with all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put up with all of that. You're not shaking me. Jesus. You're not getting rid of me. You gotta stick with each other like that. That no matter what comes, I got you. Some of you saying that song about you back there. Don't know what they was talking about. <laughs> Come on, because when you got a bond in the spirit, can nothing break spirit. Come on here. We say blood is sticking in water, but spirit is thicker than blood. Yes. It is. Spirit is thicker than blood. So that's why you could be my sister, and we ain't got to have the same mama, but we got the same daddy. That's all. <laughs> we got the same daddy. So I'm responsible for you, and you are responsible for me. Be encouraged as you have to deal with your struggles and being strong all the time. All the time, for everybody, for everything. No day off, no vacation, no hiatus, no break. You don't get a half an hour break from strong. <laughs> hey man, you don't, you don't, you don't get a fifteen minute respite from being strong. You know what I'm saying? This is who God made you to be. This is who He said. I'm gonna tell you how how much God loves women. Can I tell you how much He loves women? And see, we don't get it because we don't really study, you know, Hebrew culture. But God loves women so much that the first of the month is a celebration for women every month. Lighting candles. What does that mean to me? Because for us women, you know what I'm saying? We're usually the ones that's carrying that flame of prayer. Mm-hmm. We're pray faster than the drug. Come on. Amen. Amen. Come on. Yes. And I'm telling you, I, you know, you, you look at stuff and patterns that God said, oh my God, that's so true. That's oh my God, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why we're so quick. It's our job to light the candles. To celebrate. Mm. Hallelujah. He knows what we can bear. He knows. We're so special that God didn't form us. He made us. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He created right. us. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Come on. My God. Man gave him the dirt. That's but right. we were special delivery, honey. Oh, my God. Jesus. That's good. That's good. Yes. We special delivery. You was made in the dirt. That's wonderful. <laughs> we was too cute to come in the dirt. Jesus. He's so concerned for us. He's so concerned about what pertains to us. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. So you should be concerned for you. You should be celebrating you because God is. Amen. God is. He is celebrating you. He's happy about you. He's happy about He creating you. Okay? Or that he created you. So we should be celebrating each other. That's right. Amen? Amen. Because if he's celebrating that he made me and he's celebrating that he made you. Listen, that's an excuse for us to get together and bake cake and eat food. Come together. Yeah. We just got to change. 
perspective. That's it. Change your perspective. Yes, there's things that you could be bitter about. Maybe you're right. But to choose to let that stuff go. Amen? Amen. And to walk in everything that God says you are. That's a choice. It's a choice. You can choose to walk in the joy of God and the peace of God. Amen? You can choose that you're not going to let whatever's happened in life keep you from being everything. Not a part of, because that's what we good when we get something started. Now I'm wondering, am I destiny? God is doing something with me. How do we do Yes, Lord. How we do But we still have stepping. We haven't even tipped the bucket. Don't get comfortable where you are. This is great. I'm glad we reached these women like this. But this got to get bigger. Come on. Because when we start walking in destiny,
It's my responsibility to make sure. And it's your responsibility to make sure that I don't do that either. That's right. Come on here. Come on. Yeah. you preach a good message. Let me pray for you today. Come on. Anybody pray for you today? Come on. Well, come on. Let's get with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, God. Yes, God. That's yes, our mindset. Right. Amen. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that we are we are willing to carry and bear each other's humiliation, whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it is. That you will always have a sister in me. You will always have a, a shoulder to lean on. You will always have somebody to cry with you, to pray with you, to laugh with you, to dance with you, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it should be. Because even though we're not, we're not trying to do everything the same, our goal is the same. And that is to give God glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we just give you glory in this place. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for what you have shared with us today. And I pray right now, God, for each woman in this place. I pray, God, that even, oh God, as we are sitting in your presence right now, that your arms not too short, God, you can reach us right where we are. You can whisper, God, in our ear. God, you can speak, God, whatever it is that we need to hear on today. And Father, I'm asking you right now, God, that you would heal every broken heart. In the name of Jesus, we come against everything from the past, every hurt. Every word that has been spoken, every word curse that has been released, we turn it back, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We command, oh God, and we declare and decree liberty over your people, peace in their minds, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We declare over them, Father, that even as your word says, that he that the Son has made free is free indeed, free from every bondage, free from every generational curse free from every issue, free from everything that has been spoken, oh God, that will cause us to doubt your word and to doubt, oh God, that you are there with us. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you that you will continue, God, even the things that have been spoken today, let it continue even from this place. We pray over every household in the name of Jesus, every family member, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for the mothers. I pray, God, that you would strengthen them, oh God, to be that strong water, that glue that holds the families together. Father, that you would help them, oh God, to bear every burden that they have to bear. Help them, God, to pray through as they light the candle for their family, as they stand in the gap and pray, God, for every need that is in their homes, God. We ask you, God, that you would pour into them, God, in the name of Jesus. Do it for your glory. We pray for every husband, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you would allow them, God, to walk in alignment with your will. In the name of Jesus, we cancel every assignment of the enemy. Lord God, we declare and decree unity in the home. We declare and decree peace in the home. One mind, one accord, one vision. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Father, that your will will be done for every house that is, is, is represented here. And God, I pray, God, for my sisters that are not married. I pray, 
God, hallelujah, God, that you will touch them. I pray, God, that you will minister to their hearts. I pray, God, that you will keep them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That you will minister to every need that they have, oh God. That you will continue, oh God, to cover them, to protect them, God, to minister to them, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we come against loneliness, Father. We come against every open door that the enemy, oh God, would come to use against them, Father. In the name of Jesus, everything that the enemy, oh God, would try to use, God, to manipulate, oh God, to try to, to make headway into their life. We plead the blood right now, Father. In the name of Jesus and God, we bless you right now. Yes, Lord. We thank you for the peace of God. We thank you, oh God, for your grace, oh God, to endure singleness until you send a man in the name of Jesus. Oh God. Father, we bless you, oh God, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. We pray for the young people, oh God, assembled in this place. We pray for them, God, that you would touch these young women, that you would keep them chaste, that you would keep them holy, that you would keep them, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that their virtue will remain in them, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would raise them up, oh God, to be women of God, in the name of Jesus. Turn every test. Turn every trial, turn every issue, everything that the enemy meant for evil, turn it for their good, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for them, God, that even as we're praying this prayer, hallelujah, even, oh God, the prayer that Esther prayed, and she said, God, the prayer and the decree that is of today, let it be for tomorrow too. God, we declare for them, in the name of Jesus, that what we are praying for them for today, that it will be for tomorrow, that it will be for next week, that it will be for next month, it will be for next year, and for the years to come, oh God. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We come against every plan, every plot, every trick, and every trap of the enemy right now, God. And Father, we speak your peace over them. Hallelujah. Heal every hurt that they have. Heal, oh God, every empty place. from perversion. Keep them, oh God, from molestation. Keep them, oh God, from sex trafficking. Keep them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, oh God, from unclean things. Keep them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. From the wrong God. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you for what you do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare that they are women of God. And help us, God, as the older women to model, oh God, before them, God, the principle of our group, God, that we will be responsible for them and show them, God, to love other sisters, to love other women, oh God, with the love of God in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God. We come against jealousy. We come against backbiting. We come against insecurities, God. We come against issues in the flesh, God, in the name of Jesus. We declare, decree, God, that there be no struggle in the mind, God, that will try to keep us, oh God, from being one in you, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we declare that it is so. We decree that it is so. That no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we will be able to condemn it in the name of Jesus. Help us to walk in this, what you have shown throughout your word, that we are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. We are responsible for each other. Let the love of God flow, oh God, from heart to heart in the name of Jesus. Open the door for relationship the way that it should be, the way that you intended it, God. 
covenant and commitment, compassion and care in the name of Jesus. Do it for your glory. We give you praise, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. And even those things that we don't know to ask for, we commit our way to you and we trust in you because your word says you will bring it to pass. We declare that we are healed. We declare that there is soundness in our minds. We declare that past issues don't haunt us no more. We declare that insecurity is not our issue. We declare, God, that we can celebrate each other. We declare, hallelujah, God, that we won't put our foot on each other's neck. We declare, God, in the name of Jesus, that we will rejoice, oh God, when our sisters rejoice. That we will mourn when our sisters mourn. In the name of Jesus, God, that we will pray each other through in the name of Jesus that we will be oh God what each other needs in Jesus name Jesus name and Father we bless you for it right now and we honor you God we thank you for the fruit of this gap we thank you in the name of Jesus lasting fruit God in the name of Jesus fruit that goes beyond goosebumps fruit that goes beyond our tears fruit that goes beyond anything and stand the test of time in the name of Jesus. Lasting fruit. That we will know of a surety that you spoke to us that we receive and that we are walking in what we have heard in the name of Jesus and we bless you for it right now in Jesus name. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.